Nutmeg Radio with Lauren and Nadia. Nutmeg. <laughs> you are tuning in to Nutmeg Radio. Okay, so how are you going, Loz? You've had a bit of a week out there. What's been going on? Oh, man, it has been a week for me. Um, What's been going on? I stretched my nervous system out, got tested with it, completely fell off the cliff, botched it, freaked out, went into a tailspin, just got completely sucked into like a vortex of self self destruction and sabotage in the business that was like one thing that happened this week it was like coming out of the punch karma cleanse that we were doing that we spoke about in our last podcast and yeah I think like from being in such a slow play for the week before and then coming out of that and getting back into the normal world real world whatever it's just sped up so fast and I really yeah, it was quite it was it was quite painful to watch myself not be able to hold myself. So it's been a very interesting week. I feel like I've kind of hit a low, hit a high, hit a low, hit a high, and now I'm just on like the body cleanup. So yeah, it's 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 been it's been a real number. I wouldn't say it's been all butterflies and rainbows out here. Mm. I mean, that's the thing, eh? Like when you start to go through a big big up level people are always calling it in but like your nervous system's got to be able to hold that and it's not to like shame yourself either you know like we spoke about this yesterday it's like not about shaming yourself about you know what you should have done like coulda shoulda woulda situation it's just kind of clocking it essentially as soon as you can so that you can kind of start rectifying because it's always going to happen eh? like these weeks always come in off the, especially off the back of feeling really good. 100%. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It's having, I mean, the thing that I'm calling in this year is a deeper level of compassion. And I think I wasn't showing myself the compassion for the situation. So I ended up in a real tailspin about this kind of business situation that I just, yeah, shot myself in the foot with. I mean, it's not going to end my business. It's, yeah, I might have lost out on a project that I really wanted. And yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, showing the compassion and allowing that the learnings to come from that, you know, but it's been a real test to my my positive psyche I suppose to like pick myself up and dust myself off after like yeah tripping and falling and we are human and not everything is perfect but it's been a bitch (laughs) it's been a bitch now it's been a bitch this week (laughs) it has been a bitch for you like this week um it's kind of like I heard this thing the other day that I actually really resonated with and it was when you're when you have an experience, you know whether it's like in ceremony, whether you know that be a plant medicine ceremony, or you're really deep in meditation, or you're in like a session with somebody, and you know you really kind of step into a new way of being in that within your psyche, and you can kind of see it and feel it and all of the things. 
you then come out of that experience and I think this is what trips people up if they haven't done many of those, these types of experiences because they're very transformational. But you come out of that event and you expect for like everything to be all good. You expect for like life to just be all rainbows and butterflies after that and for everything to just start going away and it's all just going to start falling into place. But the reality is that because you've gone really deep into the psyche and you've really shift, shifted some patterns, you, on the other side of that, are going to get tested. Like, okay, like God's going to come along and be like, all right, let's see if she's actually ready to hold that next level that she's kind of witnessed now. Like, let's let's throw her in to a situation that feels really tense and bu- bumpy and full of lots of challenges to see if she's actually going to hold that energy now and I think a lot of people just get kind of really let down like I I can remember this happening to me and I've seen it happen to you before but like now that we know the process it's kind of exciting because it's like okay I know that like I'm just in this like turbulent phase at the moment maybe I didn't deal with it as best as I can but I didn't I didn't drop my energy around it because it's like a big you know there's a big difference between like making a few little fuck ups and completely dropping your energy, which can be really easy to do as well. Totally. And I mean, that that's, that is the easiest thing to do is kind of go into like this woe is me and try and outsource, get someone else to help pick up the pieces and all of that. Like, I mean, I mean, just to put it into context, it wasn't like I, I went and really fucked something. I mean, yeah, it wasn't like something major from an outside perspective, but I basically like was going for a pitch and because uh one of my team who was really integral to this um to to this pitch document pulled out I was basically helming the ship by myself and it dropped my confidence and I just lost a little bit of like trust and faith in my own ability to be able to deliver what I was being asked to deliver. And when I went to send this email, which was I've been like working on this pitch for so long and it was like this final paragraph that I basically just was like, but like, if it doesn't like align, like it's okay. And we can do this and gave them like the soft option. And it was like, I knew at the time I should have taken that paragraph out. And that is the part that is like mm-hmm. the most bitter pill to swallow is that I, <laughs> oh, it's just like ridiculous. And then after I sent that email, I freaked out because I knew I shouldn't have done it. And then I went into the little tailspin, da, 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 da. And then within like, I guess an hour of this going down, I was like, okay, I need to like snap this back. Usually I would have probably wallowed in that. I would have like told my parents or called you and had a meltdown. I'd have told my sister, you know, like trying to make other people make me feel better about the situation. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I really witnessed, which I'm actually proud of in the backlash of that situation is that I caught it. I cut it and I put myself into meditation. I fully turned off all of the technology that I was on and I dropped into, yeah, like one of a, one of these powerful practices that I work with in the Kundalini realm and really was shown actually what the root cause of it was. And it was almost like there was this part of me that deep down didn't want it. 
it was like really fascinating. And I was like, whoa, I literally sabotaged myself because I deep down didn't even want it. And then I was like, why don't I want it? And then it was like, because I feel like it's not like the means for the rest of my life. So it was an interesting thing to almost tap into the Dharma sphere of it and see like why I was doing that. And then how, and and then the kickback that came from that was once I got to the core of it and I was understanding where it came from and it really was tied up to like confidence and trust in my own ability. And once I managed to shine light on that and kind of soothe that unease and that fear of it all, then I was like, do I actually really want this? And then the charge came and then it was like, yes, I do really want this, but I want this because I want the team that I'm going to pull together to be able to do that and create like my own community, my own, like, yeah, my own team energy going on. And it was funny because after I came out of that email, I basically had the answers. I had a couple of people in my inbox who were able to now help me do this job. I had a bit of a another response that I was going to come back at this potential client with to be like, okay, here's like another option, X, Y, and Z, let me know, like, and then just leaving it at that. So it was a real interesting tailspin situation but at the end of the day it was quite fascinating to see actually I had the tools to pull that back in come up with a solution and now I'm actually seeing that there's a bigger mountain here for me to climb and I've almost got more equipment to climb up this mountain now to go and meet with this person in real life when the time comes soon and literally throw it all down with information that I didn't previously had because of that little trip. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's so like, that's such a massive piece that I think people don't understand either. It's like when things happen like that, there is usually a part of us, a, a little part of us somewhere. It might be a shadow. It might just be something else that is pushing it away. And that's where self-sabotage comes in. And it's crazy like how much we sabotage as humans. Like, And it's all self-subconscious. We don't do this from a conscious place. We're doing this subconsciously because – what we're calling in or what we're kind of like moving towards feels scary to some part of us. And so we're really pushing that away. And that's that's why you got to be doing the shadow work, right? Like it's just so key. And like if you want to do big things, you have to be continually like checking yourself, checking parts of yourself. Because I kind of had a similar thing come in for me this week because I've my week hasn't been like yours, but, you know, I'd had a, a pretty uh, hectic week the week before. Was it the week before that? I can't even remember now. Um, whereby I was, yeah, really going through the trauma cloud, like something really big came up. I think I spoke about it in the last episode and I was moving through that. So this week's definitely been a lot more stable. I've had so much like clarity come in. And one of the things that I got clarity on was um, this launch that I'm in and seeing how there was a part of me because I noticed this pattern that had been happening with <clears throat> every launch of like not being able to get past a certain amount of people. And I saw that there was this big part of me that didn't want many, any more people. 
it was pushing it away. And so I then was able to see through shadow work how I was actually doing this sabotage, like how I was actually doing this to myself. And through kind of no conscious means of my own, you know, like it was just all happening and I was just kind of going along the ride with it. And until you kind of get in there and start to work with that, you're going to be continually in that same pattern. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. The thing that I think is almost like your own roadblock to getting to that space is not being comfortable and confident in your own truth. And that's like on a deep soul level, not on a programming level, not like I went to school and I learned the Bible and like, this is what's true because this was in this Bible. You know what I mean? It's like actually figuring out what is true to you and what really is like, what is it that you want at the end of the day? Because I think if you don't have that and you don't have, like, I know you speak about your will a lot and I really enjoy that because I'm really understanding that and how that's really related to the solar plexus. And I've been doing a lot of work around that and yeah, I think if you if you don't have the ability to really understand what the tr- what your own truth is, it's actually really hard to decipher where the sabotage is and what the shadows are and what they look like. Because as we've spoken about, even with like addictions, like those little shadows are fucking smart, cheeky little fuckers, and they know exactly the right cords to pull to like keep you there, to keep you in that like p- place of safety and comfortability and not stretching out and yeah to like sit here and really expand my nervous system through my yoga and kundalini and meditation practices but then when push comes to shove and the real world comes knocking and it's like oh my god like the grounding and I know I've said this before and I'm literally eating my words because it's something that I'm still seriously working on here but it's like taking that deep breath and like feeling your feet on the ground and grounding yourself in before you make this emotional response from like the space of fear and the corridor of shadows, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's funny because you literally said it in the last episode. You were like, I know, you know, and that's exactly it. Like you said it, you put it out there and therefore you got tested in that department. Like that's how it works. Like you put Mm -hmm. like the power of the voice is so strong, especially once you start to get that unification happening of the will, which is if you haven't heard me talking about this before, it's when your conscious mind is more in line with your subconscious. It's never going to be completely because we're humans and the subconscious is massive. But once you start getting more alignment happening there, then your will is solidified. And at that point in time, things that you say have a massive bearing. Like Loz and I now have this thing where we almost like we'll catch ourselves going to say something. It might even be something really small. And then we'll like pull it back. We're like, no, I'm not quite ready because my conviction isn't fully behind it. So I know that I'm going to get tested in that department. And it's not a bad thing. It just means that you will gain the conviction around it, around whatever it is that you've said. But I mean, like an example would have been like over... (laughs) (laughs) Last year. And we were doing some like... um, 
white tantric thing and it was at the end of the year and you had had a very like intense experience and you said I even have compassion for mosquitoes and I just like lost it because I just knew in that moment that you were calling in a whole heap of fuckery and then from (laughs) that point on you got absolutely hounded by mosquitoes wherever you went and I was like well you know you really had to go and call that one in didn't you (laughs) that was such a fucking stitch up oh Oh, that was was the stitch up of the summer if I'm honest like that was a biggie I mean I'm glad that was a st- I would actually pick being hounded by mosquitoes than being like hounded by fuckboys after fuckboys, to be honest. I think this is a level up from the previous summer. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, we can handle a few mosquitoes. They don't throw us off our, off our path like getting stuck in the dick sand does. <laughs> oh, man, I did say that and I did bear that test massively. How's that going now, for you now? Now I don't have compassion for mosquitoes. And I'm not <laughs> it. I do not need to be tested. Those motherfuckers can take a hike. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, pull that one back. Um, yeah, and I mean that was just like an example of the power of the voice. And like obviously it happens in other ways, but I always just found that that one, like every time you'd like voice message me and be like, Oh my god, I'm just getting mauled by mosquitoes, I would get this little flashback of you in this like hazy, like dreamy, blissful moment telling me how you had like this immense compassion. <laughs> For mosquitoes, and I was just like, oh, fuck, here we go. (laughs) So, yeah, that's kind of, I guess it's like, you know, that's the beauty of business, really. Like, it, it again makes this work sound really hard. Like, there's so much to do, but if you approach it from an energy of this is hard and, oh, my God, there's always so much to work on. It is going to be hard. Whereas, like, if you can have the humor and the, like, just not taking yourself so seriously. And, you know, like, you had this week of being, uh, like, you know, having a bit of a, you know, bit of fuckery go down. Business moment. Yeah. Yeah, Dick Sam business moment. And having, take, not taking yourself too seriously is going to, like, take you a long way. Yeah. Like I had this is- conversation with someone yesterday, like humor is alchemizing. 100%. Why do you think I get so frothy over all the memes that I go and throw out on there on my Instagram <laughs> and get the government telling me that I'm clouding myself in disinformation and I won't be able to make any monetary sales off my Instagram account? Is that what they do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your account is in jeopardy of not being able to money monetize or some shit. I'm like, bro, fuck off. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're about to do another meme dump. I mean, I know loads of people that are making plenty of money off their Instagram and um, they're dropping some pretty spicy stuff out there. So, yeah. Love that for me. <laughs> Love that for you. Love that for you. 
So I guess where do you want to go from here? I know that we kind of spoke about speaking about the conspiracy theories. Feels like a kind of a good segue. I think so. I mean, there's so much that comes around being tarnished as a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) (laughs) It's the ultimate shadow. It's it is a real (laughs) yeah, it's a real it's a real big bitch to be carrying around that old label, you know. Oh fuck yeah. (laughs) I think like when it first came to me was my father uh in on the back end of the lockdowns well we're probably in the lockdowns and I was like just losing my fucking mind because I was like I don't understand why we don't just have the choice that was the part of for me that I just was like nah fuck this and then getting like held up against a wall with a knife against my throat figuratively about like you're gonna kill everybody from not getting vaccinated all this shit i was like Mm-mm, no 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 one is telling me what to do let alone like nobody that i even fucking know so i got my back up around my body autonomy which now i'm so glad that i did that and i don't want to make anyone who you know when and got vaccinated feel bad about that decision because at that moment of time I'm not going to lie, like me and you, fucking seriously, that was like the hardest shit that I've ever had to go through was being alienated from like my family, being fully tarnished as a conspiracy theorist, a woo-woo person, someone who's completely lost the plot. I mean, I even remember when we started doing this podcast and I was so excited about it and I was like telling all my friends and da-da-da-da-da. And then as soon as it came out, everyone in my family was like, you shouldn't be doing that. You're going to look like you're crazy. You're not going to get any business. Like you're not going to have any clients like la, 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 la. And as time's gone on, I kind of now have used the humor side of it all to really be like, yeah, all my clothes now are made out of tinfoil. Like all my hats are tinfoil hats. Like I now love it and I've really used the power of humor and pulling like the memes into it and yeah just just creating a lot of like lightheartedness around these very fearful topics and this actually came through in a plant ceremony that I did how before I kind of came at it from a humor space how I was coming at it from like a panic space a place of like Fear, which was exactly what these darker forces, whatever, were like, that's the aim of the game, right? Is to instill like a lot more fear on the planet. The more fear that there is, the more able you are to be controlled and all of this kind of shit. And I've never been that way. Like I've never been like that anyway. So it wasn't in my will, my like being to toe the line on stuff that I do not agree with. Like never been like that. And to really then see how I was like fighting this battle going up this hill in the most like tragic way of struggle. And then it was like, well, I love to laugh. Humor is funny. Humor is medicine. Laughing is a good time. I'm just going to twist this whole thing around. Oh my God, am I a conspiracy theorist? To me like, damn bitch yeah I'm a motherfucking queen of conspiracy theory like let's just go and look at all sides of the story because it's not even about like 
this is what I'm saying and this is what I believe and this is the truth to the matter. It's like, this is my own belief. This is my own truth. This is how I genuinely like in my soul feel about it. And it's like, if you want to not go down those rabbit holes and that's cool, it's not like you don't have to be doing that. But I feel like it's part of my purpose to show people that there's at least three sides to every story. And I really believe that. I mean, it's like Newton's law, right? You have the with every positive, there is like a kickback of a negative. So, you know, if someone says to me, cloud seeding is not a thing, I'm going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go look into cloud seeding and I'm going to see, okay, there's actually a lot of information around that. And then it's about me doing my own research, having my own life experiences through my own eyes, through my own feelings and all of that, and then making my own assumption and then throwing a little humor around there and just allowing it to take its own shape. Yeah. And it's taken you a while to get to this point. It's taken two and a bit years, 100%. Yeah, because you were like a closet conspiracy theorist for a little while there. Oh, yeah. And then it obviously became less closety over the the COVID (laughs) debacle, which was like I was thinking about that this morning. It was a really horrific time. And, yeah, I've never felt – it really gave me a sense of – a new sense of compassion for people in minority groups um, of like Mm – yeah, having this kind of major discrimination of not being able to go into cafes and restaurants and not being able to go to the hairdresser or to get your nails done or anything. Basically just being able to go to the supermarket and the chemist and that was about it. Um, I mean, (laughs) it didn't really affect us at the end of the day anyway, but like we didn't know that going into it. So it was like this massive pressure from everyone. Like I had to get a COVID test to go to my own Christmas day, like all of this kind of bullshit that, yeah, you just felt like nobody wanted to hug you. Nobody wanted to come near you. It was just kind of like, oh, she's like dirty. There's something kind of wrong with her. She's going to make us sick. And it was, yeah, a very, I a hard time, but Part of me is kind of glad that it happened now because I think it's given, again, me like much more of a trust in myself. Like there was a reason that I didn't want to do that. And I just knew at a certain point that I'd be sitting around the family, sitting around the table with my family saying, I told you so. And I thought that it was going to be at least six months down the track, but it turned out that it was only really a couple of months. And, you know, I then had like apologies from people and that sort of thing being like, yeah, no, you were right about this situation. Like it's a fucking joke essentially. Um, But, you know, coming back to you, it, it obviously did spark something in you that period. Like it really, I think made both of us dig really deep, but specifically you because your dharma is truth. So it's like we were having this conversation last night I don't have, there's so many like different ways in which you can kind of go and do your own research around quote unquote conspiracy theories. I just don't have a desire to do that. Like I, there's just no part of me that has a desire to do that. I like working, my my dharma is liberation. I like working with people. I like liberating people. And like, for me, it's like a personal thing. I base 
I definitely dabble in the conspiracy theories, but I just base my um what I know to be true on my own truth, what it feels like in my body. So when you come at me with something, the most recent being the cloud seeding, and I'd been real resistant to the whole weather manipulation thing for <laughs> for ages. Like it would come up and I'd be like, let's just not go there. Like I just don't want to go there. Like as again, it's the fear around it, you know, like you don't necessarily want to go down that rabbit hole. But it came up again in conversation more recently. And I was like, you know what? To me, without having kind of gone down, done any kind of major research on it, it feels true. There feels like there's a truth to it. And I don't need to take it any further than that at this point in my life. It doesn't feel like part of my purpose to go fighting that. So it feels true to me. There feels like there is a relevance to it, but I don't need to get sucked down the rabbit hole with it because that's just not my journey. Yeah, which is important because if we were both holding the same pole here, it would be a very scary place. It would be a scary place. I feel like from that though, it's like, it's like I, I hate the term conspiracy theory because it came from these like elitist group of people who are out there trying to just have like one side of truth, their truth, whatever that is to them. I don't enjoy that side of their truth. So the word conspiracy theory it used to really trigger me. And now I'm just like, I just don't enjoy it. Like, I just don't really like it. I would rather be called like a truth seeker. And that can be my own truth. You know, it's like, I'm a truth seeker. I'm going to seek out what I believe to be true. I'm going to put that out there because I think people have the right to not just have access to like one form of inf- information as Jacinda Ardern like to say in one of her speeches last year, you can only, only the truth comes from the government. Okay, bitch. Yeah, cool. All right. How's that going for you? Yeah, that that worked out for you, did it? I mean, sorry, I shouldn't have called her a bitch, but she didn't really do the best for the country. Let's just say that. (laughs) I'm going to go down the political rabbit hole, but I'm sure a lot of people will agree with me on that front. Yeah, I just got like, oof, a wave of fury go through my body at the mention of her name. I I, that woman, that woman. That's the thing. Yeah. She she segregated this whole country and she threw down a conspiracy theorists and she really made like our lives and the way that we looked to be so far from the truth that it was, yeah, as you say, it's actually been a really good thing for us, I think, now because it's like now I'm like all of the data is coming out from all of this bullshit, all of the fuckery, how many people are really suffering is just absolutely grotesque. Like it's horrific. And it infuriates me that no one was even allowed to just do their own research and have a look at another side of like what the picture is, you know? So yeah, I mean, it's, it it comes back to not outsourcing. I really feel that. It's like coming back into like feeling what is like true in your body and you don't have to believe what your mate next door is telling you or what you're hearing on like a podcast or all of the things. It again comes back to like your will and your like own beliefs. And if you are making like decisions based on what you believe to be like your truth, then you've kind of got nothing to apologize for you know Mm. 
I agree. And I think like that's where we need to head as humanity is becoming more accepting of other people like become accepting that about the fact that there are going to be people out there that have the polar opposite views that you do and that's okay you don't need to hate those people you don't need to like it's your family exactly um it was my family for a while there too though they're kind of swinging more my way which is kind of enjoyable um but you don't have to like peg yourself against people because they hold different beliefs than you like that's the thing is that we all have a different truth like I literally just did a post on my Instagram this morning that was like I don't give a fuck what you say so long as it's your truth. If you're you speaking your truth, yeah, I know. How aligned that we're now speaking. How aligned. Um, if you are speaking your actual truth and you, it, it's, I don't care what it is. It could be completely the opposite. You could be an absolute Jacinda Ardern frother. And I'll be <laughs> like, good for you. If that's truly like what you feel. It's not just like the brainwashing of it all, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the and- end of the day, like there's just so many layers, like mm-hmm. the layers of conditioning that we have are insane. I I don't actually think that, you know, I, I'm obviously aware of it because this is what I do with people is like I decondition, I take away the layers of programming but I don't think that any, like, I think people think that it's like kind of this basic thing of like, oh yeah, there's a few little bits and pieces, but it goes so deep, so, so deep that I don't even think that over like an entire lifetime, it's possible to like completely decondition yourself or deprogram yourself. Yeah, because I feel like it's deeply intrinsically tied into your subconscious. And as we've spoken about that before, that is like the vast void of space. It's like how deep does that go and how far down your own subconscious rabbit hole do those roots lie? Like some of them aren't going to be as deep as the others, but yeah, there's going to be a lot there that goes as far as all your lifetimes have been. It's just something that might come around the next round. Mm. it's a soul journey not necessarily a lifetime journey Mm, totally totally yeah it's fascinating because a lot of um a lot of my what would you say reflections upon my learnings do happen in my business and what I find really funny I actually thought about this um in my shower this morning was the guy who I've been pitching this uh project too we were like bros in lockdown like we were always like having zooms because we were working a lot together over that period of time and you know I was talking about like all oh, these cocktails that I was making this week and I've just ordered this like booze like batch to get arrived like it's gonna arrive and then he was telling me about like his drinking scenarios and the lockdowns and you know he was he got vaccinated and he was like all about it, but he really enjoyed, I think, because I would catch up with him maybe every month or so. And he would be like, so what's happening now? What's happening with the Jacinda down there? And like, what's happening? Are you going to get vaccinated? What's your life look like? And we'd always have these interesting kind of 
yeah, check-ins. And it was really funny because as the months went on and the more I met with him, the more I got really angry about the situation, the more I got shut out of society, the more angry I got, the more when I would meet with him, I would be like, I'm not getting fucking vaccinated. Like everyone needs to just back the fuck down. La, 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 la. And he would say, oh yeah, I've got a, I've got a lot of mates up in the Northern Territory of Australia. And you know, they're, they're just like you, they're conspiracy theorists and you know, but like, that's cool. Like, I'm glad that you guys have your own opinions and like you're doing things. And like, I'm just, Switzerland out here and I did believe that I really did I think he just really enjoyed hearing everybody's different perspectives on the things but what I find really funny now is that last year when the borders opened up and the older communist leader what's her name Jacinda she opened the floodgates we were all allowed to move around if we were (laughs) (laughs) it was fine um and I had a call with him and I was sitting in Mallorca and I could feel through the Zoom how salty he was. He was like, fuck you. Like, you didn't put this shit in your body. You have, like, started your own business. You're no longer, like, in the matrix working these grotesque hours and getting just, like, pillaged left, right, and center from all energetic forces of your body to meet these deadlines and hit these budgets and present to this and da 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 and then I'm like oh yeah hi I'm sitting in Mallorca la 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 and it's funny that now again it's almost like nearly a year later not quite and I'm now pitching to him and he's like ghosting me I'm having this really weird thing around like the energetics between him and I like it's not just me tripping and falling over this email and putting this line in there that I shouldn't have put in there there's I can feel that there's this like bigger energetic kind of silent battle going on where he's almost salty that I managed to do everything that I did during this time but I really want to be able to work with him and be able to like do this thing and it's just it's a really funny full circle situation when you're really close with someone because you share the same views and then all of a sudden you step further into your truth and you become comfortable with being labeled as a conspiracy theorist that seeker um that you know the situations change and now that I'm seeing it in this more of this light I'm like maybe this isn't the right thing for me because my whole way of viewing the world is now completely different so maybe that job that I wanted for the last couple of years I've been pegging for this Maybe it's just not the right thing. I don't know. But there's just this big thing of surrender coming in around getting back into my power, speaking my truth, knowing that what is meant to present itself and land will happen. That was quite a tangent, but, you know. A good, cha- a good tangent. And it's true because, and that's the thing, like I've been thinking a lot lately about toe dippers, people who just kind of like toe dip into the work and like, you know, they're a little bit like, oh yeah, ma- like crystals and doing a little bit of like manifestation. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I've always thought like, how do these people, like, how does it work for them? You know, like how does this whole thing actually work for them? And I do think that they, you know, it does improve their life to a certain extent, but when you really step into your truth and you really claim it, you 
are going to go through a period of testing and that's what happened to you. That's what happened to me. And like, it continues to happen to me because like I speak my truth on a public platform. I'm like speaking my truth on Instagram. I speak my truth on TikTok and I've noticed in the like the last couple of like months, less so now, it was like quite bad over like the December period. And I knew that it was coming, but I was getting like quite a bit of hate online. And I did, it was a, again a process of like, okay, I just have to accept that people are going to do that. People are going to really disagree with what I say because now I'm like really standing in a place of like, this is what I believe. And I'm not trying to dull my message for anybody. I'm not like watering it down. None of that. I'm going full in. And with that comes people who are going to vehemently disagree with me. And I've had quite a bit of that. And to begin with, it was quite kind of startling because I hadn't had any of that before. Like I'd always had people been like, oh yeah, nice. But in saying that, if I look back at like my message back then, it was insipid. Like it was weak. There wasn't a real punchiness to it. And it's like, now that I have like really like solidified, like this is what I'm about this is what I'm going to talk about and I'm not going to change it for anybody. There was like a very testy period there of like, you know, a heap of people dropping off in terms of followers on my Instagram and like people again, like coming through with the hate on both platforms and having to really hold my ground in that space and like having to really knuckle into my heart space during that, that time as well, because it's not, uh, it's not a comfortable thing when people are, coming at you especially when they don't know you online because there's no there's no compassion on their side for the most part and so it can definitely be very like jarring to the ego so yeah I've gone through like a big kind of um I would say mellowing over the last month or so of like really coming back into the heart space and just knowing that I'm in my truth and it's going to aggravate some people and people are going to drop away. Like the people who aren't supposed to be in your life are going to drop away. Mm. And that's really kind of um, scary for people. I think, Mm -hmm. I think that's what stops a lot of people from really going all into what is your truth. Your truth doesn't have to look like our truth. Like we, I've come to see of like, we have, you know, a very kind of unique way of being and doing things. And we are both very ambitious and have very big dreams and very big goals and lots of different things that we want to achieve in our life. Like I've always felt that for myself. Like I've always had this major sense of like, I'm going to do big things in the world. And with that comes like having to really step into your truth. And I know that just a lot of people aren't willing to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's scary, and it's I don't, scary. I don't blame them. Agreed. I totally agree. It is it's, scary. It is scary. It's liberating. Oh, it's fucking liberating. I mean, it's, it's the best thing in the world. But I, I yeah. get it. I get why people don't want to do it. Which is like classic because I think like the word dharma really came in quite heavily to me at my yoga training last year. I've heard, I've heard a dharma float around. You've got dharma, you've got karma, you've got, you know, all these kind of things, but really 
getting deep into what your purpose is creates like such a stronger direction of like your life, how you're going to live it, what you want to get out of it and what you're going to stand for and what you're not going to stand for. And what I just find so delicious is that like I got, I got solidified in the fact that mine is like truth. Like I've always had that. I've always had a thing around like I can, I've always been able to sniff out a liar. I can always smell bullshit. It's been this thing that I've always been able to do. And I've really got along with a lot of people because I come from a place of honesty and I come from like a heart led space of this is who I am. This is what I'm about. Like, and, and even if that's just deep down and really subtle, which it was for majority of my life because of like the fear of being judged and being criticized and being ostracized and being shunted out of society. But the beauty of that fucking pandemic situation was we were shunned out of society. We were, we were thrown so deeply into that space that it made it. I literally saw myself like grow these roots from the bottom of my feet, like deep into the earth. And I just grew like fucking large. And I was like this huge Shakti tree of energy. And it was like, you're not going to knock me down. Like this is, this is my, my garden, my tree, like I'm growing this. And truth is my dharma once I like locked into that yeah I got tested I definitely got tested I had like people come at me who have had the same person pattern repeated come at me over again and they would be the opposite they would be liars and they would be deceitful and they would be very manipulative but they'd be very fucking smart about it to like see if I had that real deep understanding of what that meant to me and yeah, I got really tested there and I, I really passed another another test around that recently. And what I find just so delicious is that since this is all kind of coming for me, you have been like, oh my God, my dharma is liberation. And it's like, of course it is. Like, fuck, <laughs> truth and liberation are like two peas from the same pot. It makes so much fucking sense why you and I connected at this time of our life when we did, you know, and how we've like built up this podcast community and like doing all of these things. Because at the end of the day, you can't be liberated without truth, your truth, the truth, all of the things. So it's just, ah, I just fucking love it's just so good I know and it is such a like I'd always always known kind of that my purpose was really to like to help free people but I didn't understand the gravity of it and it wasn't until that landed for me that I was like everything became so much clearer it's like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it just kind of starts to blind out or like just blur out all of the like debris, all of the little places where your ego and your subconscious get sucked into because you're like, mm, it doesn't like that's not feeding my dharma, that's not feeding my purpose. So why I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to entertain my energy there. It just consolidates things, and I feel like there's been this massive push of energy behind it because it's like yeah because you're clear now on what you're doing and it doesn't really matter what the results are so long as you're liberating yourself 
every single day. And so long as you're standing in that and doing that for the people that you're working with as well. Mm-hmm. 100%. So for people who are like listening, and because I remember like being asked, someone asked me like, what is your dharma? And I was like, Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then you kind of feel like, fuck, why don't I know? I should know. What is it? And then I'm like, maybe it's that I'm a healer, but it's like, yeah, you can be a healer, but like, what actually is it? Like, there's a more like grounding thing there, right? And that's the same thing with you and finding liberation and me and finding my truth and all of that. And it's, yeah, like, it's a real process of like shedding the density and the bullshit, the programming, like all of this stuff to be able to like figure that out for yourself. It's not like an overnight thing, but I think if you do ask yourself, like, what is my Dharma? You will probably get a word that will come up. You'll get something that will come straight in. And I think that's like a really good, I mean, I'm keen to hear your thoughts, but just from my perspective, like, for me, that would be a really good way to like start somewhere. It's like a breadcrumb. It might not be like the the final kind of like word that you're going to sit on and be like, that is it. But it'll start the conversation to like figure out which, where the breadcrumbs are going to come in. And if you set the intention, like I want to be on my line of Dharma, it will start to make itself apparent to you. But yeah, I guess it's, it's a journey, you know, to really get that conviction behind that yeah a hundred percent there's a lot of things that you can do like for me human design really helped me um with that uh specifically incarnation crosses so if you don't know what that is um it's basically like it's I would, it's more of a life theme, which I think if, and it's like quite beautifully written, the incarnation crosses. And it's something that I refer back to. And I referred back to my incarnation cross more recently and simmered on it a little bit deeper. Every time I read it, I'll send you yours again as well so that you can read it again. Cause I think you'll be finding a lot of like, yeah, underlying, the underlying theme here is really truth but they just kind of go into slightly more details, but they call it a life theme because it's, it's like how your life is going to like progress and like move and how you really like shape your own destiny in a way. And for me, that really helped. However, it didn't fully land with, like you said, that conviction until, until more recently. And that, yeah, has taken a lot of freeing myself yeah of just doing the thing over and over and over again to the point that I it just landed in my body and I was like ah oh. and it was almost like this like massive like sigh of relief yeah yeah I didn't even know I was like really looking for it. I w- wasn't consciously like looking for it that's the thing because I was like doing what I what felt true to me and it it still is like I'm not I haven't changed my work that's the thing like oh, yeah. I haven't changed my work because of it because I've been doing this thing all along I've just shifted the way that I view my work yeah it's really interesting isn't it because how I came into truth myself was with um one of the teachers at the yoga training and she's an amazing healer who I don't work with many healers anymore I've done a lot of research and trial and error and stuff and I've got a couple of like go-tos when I'm needing a bit of external help and 
she, I didn't even ask her. Like I had this, my first session with her and I didn't even ask. It wasn't even a thing. And at the end of it, she said to me, she was like, you know, your dharma is truth, right? And I was like shook by it. And my ego was like, no, it's not. What does that even mean? Truth is not even a tangible thing. How am I going to go and heal the people with truth? You know, like that was the thing that was coming in. And I was like, oh, so like disappointed. And I was like, she doesn't know. Like the whole <laughs> ego charge came in firing hot. And then, and then I got really tested the next day around that with this family constellation that went down. It was super traumatic. And the whole thing did not feel true to me. And the lady who was holding the session was just, she was relentless and she didn't give up until she broke me until I believed this narrative that was unfolding in front of me. And it was literally like going to rip my entire family apart if I chose to believe that, if that was the truth that she was putting out there. And if I was going to literally swallow that and be like, oh my God, and I would have come home and I reckon yeah, I would have ended up pr- pretty much ostracizing myself out of the family. They would have been like, she has literally fucking cooked it. Like it was pretty wild. And it wasn't until, yeah, I don't know, a, a, a bit of time after that, that I really settled into like, that was not the truth. Like that is not the truth. And that is the power of like untruth and disinformation and misinformation that can go around and like ruin people's lives because you're outsourcing. And then it was like this holy shit moment that I was like, my dharma is truth. And it was like, this is why I've been doing these mean dumps. This is why I've been this conspiracy theorist quote unquote, but I've carried on being this way, you know, and now I'm like, fuck yeah, this is like, this is some juicy ass dharma. And not everyone's going to be carrying something as heavy as truth and liberation. Like really, when you look at the scale of it, that is some fucking punchy dharma lines that we signed up for coming into this <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I know. They're definitely not the easiest Dharma lines to sign up for. Like something a lot more easy would be like love. I think a lot of people have the Dharma of love and that's like their purpose yeah. in life is to like really yeah. give love and, you know, and that like I was thinking about that. And I think part of me kind of wishes that that was my Dharma. I mean, yeah, me too. It would be way <laughs> easier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that's just not us and we've always known it, right? That's the thing. We've always Always known it. it. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to note as well. Like what you like, those feelings that you have when you're little of like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know that it's going to be really big. Mm -hmm. You have to listen to that. Like don't Mm -hmm. ever not listen to that because if you don't listen to that, it will make you sick. Reach. Like I honestly, it made me really sick when I didn't listen to it. Like I had to hit a really, really like I didn't listen to it for a long time, and I had to hit a really low, low, low rock bottom to start listening to it. And there was so much more stuff to unpack at that point in time mm-hmm. that if I had have just listened to it from the get go, you know. Obviously, it's all part of it. Like, it's all part of, like, this process that I've been on. But, 
yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that that's important because you always know. And I think when you have those thoughts as a little kid, it's like it's a really powerful thing to be able to tap back into that. Especially yeah, that, when you have moments of like it's really hard, like because it does get really hard. Like it becomes – there are moments of massive challenge. And when that happens and you can tap back into that feeling, it's like a visceral feeling in your body that you've had your entire life that you keep tapping into. It helps you to like find the way through that situation. Mm. Absolutely. And that's like a reason why I love being an auntie and I really look forward to having my own children because it's like keeping that magic and like the broad spectrum of possibilities that are endless in this vast space that we're in. You know, it's like it's all there and it's just, yeah, it's it's important for you to have hit those deep, deep rock bottoms so that you now have the tools and can help people who have been like stuck in this cesspool, which has been pretty much like our entire generation and quite a few probably below and definitely a hell of a lot above, you know, and it's like there's all rhyme and reason to everything but yeah it's it's going to be exciting to really watch like our nieces and like our like unborn children and like all of those things or yeah just how the world is going to change because these conversations are now being had and it's exciting because there's going to be less pain and fear and suffering and yeah all of this all of these like nervous system attacks really at the end of the day you know that just throws you out and it's just those conspiracy theories honestly (laughs) yeah I don't mean like even bringing it back to like the conspiracy theory thing like you you were saying the other day that even some of these big corporates release quote-unquote conspiracy theories their own conspiracy theories in order to be which could be a conspiracy theory in of its own right (laughs) which is what I really enjoy about this like it's such a soupy soup um (laughs) it's like yeah you like they are putting it out there almost to like spread confusion confusion in the masses as well because i i've seen stuff and i've been like this isn't true like these people have just like fabricated this whole thing and it's a conspiracy theory um and again it just comes down to don't like don't be brainwashed by anything don't allow anything to brainwash you like make your own decisions on stuff consult your own intuition on stuff and that way you'll always be all good you're not going to go down the rabbit hole of like fear like someone was telling me the other day that um she knows someone who they are like all in on all of the theories and they're basically miserable because there's nothing they can do about anything. And they're like locking themselves in their house and the government's destroying their water and this, that, and the other thing. And their life is miserable. Like what's the point in that? Well, again, it's like what you said, the government or these powers that be are getting what they want. The fear is there. People aren't leaving their homes. People aren't like, there's no joy and love and happiness and all of these like delightful experiences that we're here to feel as well as have these dark times. But 
Yeah. So I, I totally, I totally agree and resonate with that. And I can feel sometimes I get a little bit slippery there and I'll get a little bit soupy and I'll have a little swim in that cesspool a little bit too long. And then I'll swim out and I'll be like, yeah, nah. but there'll be, there'll be an element of truth there, but it's like what you're going to do about it. And I think what it comes back to is, yeah, standing in your truth, which gives you your own personal liberation, which at the end of the day, there's no blame anywhere if you're standing in your truth. Like there is no blame and there is really no fear around that because you've got the conviction of that, ideally, you know? And that's when you can look at things like, oh, well, okay, it's been like torrentially raining and we haven't really had much of a summer, but my garden looks amazing and I have an abundance of like fresh fruit and vegetables that are growing like miraculously because of this extra downpour that we've been having. There's always positives. I think that's something that's really important to come back to. It's like finding those little nuggets and moments of despair and fear that like keep you going. And that could be a person, a situation, or even like a memory or like a, you know, something that's coming up. Yeah. Even even though this being in the present is even more important, but you know. Yeah, there is always a gift in it. I mean, this time last year, we were in a severe drought, so much so that all of Auckland was like on a water restriction. Mm. Like nobody could even water their gardens. So I mean, you know. Yeah. It kind of makes you start thinking about stuff a little bit deeper, doesn't it? It does indeed. Mm. <laughs> all right. right. I think Love that's that. probably about all for now. Yeah, I think it's time for me to make some lunch. Yes. How delightful for you. Yes, indeed. Okay. Well, um, yeah, if you're w- wanting to, like, jump on the liberation bandwagon, liberate yourself from all of your shit because essentially at the end of the day we're just fighting ourselves really when we think that it's about other people that's always the story but at the end of the day it's really it's just you versus you baby and so uh, yeah it's really liberating yourself from yourself at the end of the day um so you can be seen in your truth you can be heard in your truth and you can just have a life that's full of magic because that's where the magic lies. Yeah. Is liberation. Mm-hmm. Once you it's liberate really yourself cool. from the stuff, the magic is always there. Great. And power. So if that's what you're wanting to do, there's a couple more days to get on on high voltage. So hit me up. Um, otherwise, we'll speak to you next week. Bye.